right then, let's go. Uh, welcome to Two on One Down Under in the glorious city of Sydney, in the heart of the Olympic Park. I'm delighted to be joined by my co-host, Mr. Ryan Sipple, and also the WFA Chair, Mr. Dean Williams. This, uh, this episode is our first one from the glorious city at the, uh, the World Cup 2023. And just a little intro into what we've been looking forward to over the following week from our podcast, as well as a little bit about what's happened so far. Ryan, how are you? Yeah, not bad at all, thank you, Alex. Um, we are placed on a nice mezzanine overlooking the Accor Stadium, so any background noise or ambience is a result of Monster Jam being held at the National City Stadium. Dean, you all okay? I'm very good. My room is facing Monster Jam later on this evening, so I'm hoping that's not too loud. My fear is that it will be very, very loud. I'm very well, thank you. Good to see you, gents. Great stuff. So I apologise uh, if you do hear any background noise and a bit windy. We're hoping it's uh, not going to be too bad and you'll be able to hear us fine. It's just a very pleasant evening and nice place to sit and talk about uh, the game we love, which is power chair football. The uh, tournament is getting itself underway, it's settling in. There's a lot of uh, stuff that happens before any of the games kick off. Uh, classification for all teams and players that require it takes place over the three or four days. There's some warm-up games, practice matches. Uh, they've been lucky enough, all the teams, to have the wonderful New Zealand team uh, appear and come over and, and offer themselves up as a uh, fodder for practice. Um, but they've equipped themselves extremely well, I'd say. Fodder's probably doing them a bit of a disservice. Some great games. I will um, certainly say you're doing them a disservice because we had the pleasure of watching their fixture against England earlier today. Uh, that one finished 3-1 the score. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Dean? Because whilst we're naturally going to gravitate towards England and talk about them and our expectations for them across the tournament, New Zealand were very impressive. Yeah, I thought so as well. I, I think they would have surprised some, uh, maybe some within the England camp as well. So, But when you look at games like that and think about what's a suitable warm-up for a game, for your first competitive match out there in terms of uh, pitting your wits against uh, other opposition, I, I thought that was... That ended up being a very, very useful workout for England. You could see that they were trying things that I was fortunate enough to, to see them on their last camp before they came across to Sydney. Uh, but actually, I think the opposition put up a really, really good show as well. So that would have tested them in lots of different ways. Yeah, the reactions from uh, the, the, the squad in general was interesting. Um, I don't think anyone was too upset, but at the same time, there was a little bit of a frustration in places. But they, they're, they're experienced enough in tournaments that they'll know this is not the, the business end of, uh, of the week yet. They're just, just getting into rhythm and getting into one. I remember in Finland uh, in 2019, there were some performances early on they weren't entirely happy with, and results were still ticking over, if not spectacular. Um, and conversations in team meetings and uh, around the camp meant that they were able to talk that through, work that one out. And, and winning a tournament isn't about playing fantastic football in the first game, and and that's that. You've got to you've got to work your way through the tournament. There's 54 games in this tournament in total, is not it? for England, but in total. There is there's a lot a of football lot. to play. So this World Cup is adopting a round robin format for the first time, which means every nation. Uh, will play every other nation at least once across the tournament. Typically, World Cups gone by have adopted pool-based uh, group stages, which then consolidate 
to knockouts and eventually the final. So England, obviously, for those that don't know, kickstart their 2023 Power Chair Football World Cup campaign off against Argentina. That's scheduled, if you're listening in England, to kick off at 4.30 a.m. on Sunday, the 15th of October. So set your alarms nice and early for that one. Dean, looking forward to the opening game for England? Yeah, very much so. I think, just going back on Alex's point a few moments ago, I think what you don't want in a friendly that is that close to starting a tournament is for it to be too passive. And it wasn't passive at all. It was uh, it was a very competitive workout for the guys. But I get the sense that, you know, just spending a little bit of time with them, uh, speaking to John Bolding as well, there's a lot of excitement within the camp. And I think, you know, they, they will be quietly confident going into it. And they'll obviously want to get off to a very, very good start come tomorrow I can't wait for it I will actually be sharing commentary duties alongside Greg Baxter for England's opening game so very much looking forward to seeing what the boys can do I will say despite that 3-1 scoreline against New Zealand the goals that they were able to score were incredibly impressive certainly their opening goal which I think was eventually put over the line by Dan McClellan I will ask you Dean what are your thoughts on the key centre the venue for the World Cup yeah I mean that's that's an impressive venue so at the moment we've seen that curtained off just for the practice games over the last few days but uh, I mean you can see as an, as an arena even though they'll be side by side to start with it's got great visibility for fans and it's it's got everything you're looking for isn't it really so I think when it comes to the latter stages of the tournament and you've got perhaps that going into the last the last day in particular you open that up to one court that's that's going to be some spectacle and I've heard there's lots of there's lots of potential spectators coming along a lot of engagement with schools as well I think one of them they're predicting 2,000 school kids that are turning up which I just think is brilliant and, and the players the athletes will love that yeah we've spoken about it time and time again uh, Alex and I have led a lot of the streaming and communications efforts in the lead up to Sydney um, and our ultimate objective for this World Cup has been to ensure that there is a lasting legacy in Australia and this extends beyond the playing opportunities for people with a disability and everything from officiating to classifying uh, to getting involved within the communications and commentary uh, we want to leave that lasting impact and you speak about kind of the, the schools that the local organising committee has, has reached out to uh, to fill the key centre with upwards of a thousand plus children who can see it uh, and have that real visual impact. It's really exciting uh, aspect of the World Cup competition and just so for those that don't know uh, as Dean mentioned, we've got two courts running side by side throughout the tournament. Court A's fixtures will be streamed live across the official FitFa YouTube and Facebook. Uh, court B's fixtures, which England start their campaign on against Argentina, they'll be streamed live across the official 2023 FitFa Power Chair World Cup Facebook and YouTube pages. And whilst we're on the subject of leaving a legacy, I have to say, if you told me this Olympic Park was 23 years old, I would not believe you. It is in immaculate condition. The facilities are still absolutely world class and it's just a superb setting to the pinnacle of our sport to, um, to be played out and find out who will be world champions for the next three years. Yes, 
Yeah, no, I completely echo what you're saying. So we're located currently, as we record this, in the Novotel, where Alex, Dean, and myself are staying. Opposite us is the Pullman Hotel, where all of our 10 competing nations are spending the next week or so. Uh, and just down the road is the key centre, just a short five minute walk. But beyond that, there's stadiums and stadia surrounding us from in every direction. Uh, and like Alex said, it's, it's immaculate, it's so well kept and the accessibility for our wheelchair users has been exceptional. So, looking forward to this week, what have we got planned for the podcast? Plenty to look forward to uh, on the podcast. Um, it will be evolving throughout the week, but we plan to get a number of guests uh, to, to chat to, to see what they're thoughts and expectations are for the tournament across the week. Uh, we're looking to lock down England head coach Colin Gordon to have a good chat and see what his expectations are and thoughts with regards to the preparation of England have been. Uh, we're looking to get Adam Crow, uh, the assistant coach of England, uh, as well as many, many others, John Bolding, uh, Carolyn Bean, and hopefully others from other competing nations that can provide different uh, perspectives and ideas across the weekend. We have uh, as additionally equipped Mr. Greg Baxter with a roving recording device yes, uh, to head off into the nooks and crannies of the key centre and the hotels uh, to find uh, interesting people to talk to and get a good picture and all-round flavour of this World Cup and the variety of teams, cultures personalities that make it all up. Um, I know he's already conducted one interview. Uh, interestingly, I believe he asked the questions in English and the answers came back in French. So we've got a little bit of work to do on, on that one with <laughs> some subtitles. Um, but we're, we're hoping to bring a lot of content and a lot of uh, behind the scenes uh, interesting stuff to, to keep us interested in the, game, in the game. Yeah, so the plan and the expectation for this podcast, uh, we know that it, there is a significant time difference to everyone tuning in, whether across the podcast or our live streams back at home in England. So Dean, Alex and myself will hopefully get together at the conclusion of every game day from Sunday through till Friday and are able to talk about uh, the day's actions, significant events, moments, and anyone waking up in England will have our three angelic voices to wake up to. However, we will give you a spoiler alert, so if you want to watch the games first on YouTube, particularly the England ones you can, and then catch up on the rest of the events uh, using the podcast, that would be an excellent way about doing the uh, ingest in the media coming. We will be sending your way from Sydney. Right, and I don't think there's much more to say. That's our introduction to the podcast sorted. Dean, thanks for joining us. Absolute pleasure. I'll be with you all week, guys, whether you like it or not. We're looking forward to it. It's going to be a great week. Uh, exciting times already. I can tell you, for those at home, jet lag is real. <laughs> Been suffering for a couple of days, but we're starting to get over it. Um, so our energy levels are now on the rise. Excitement is building for the tournament, and we'll speak to you all very soon with our next or first episode of the uh, tournament proper set tomorrow hopefully thank you Alex